This is the Sales Gravy Podcast. I'm Jeb Blunt, best-selling author of Fanatical Prospecting Sales EQ, Objections and Inked, and I'm here to help you fill up your pipeline, close bigger deals, and rock your commission check. All right, we're back with part three of my conversation with author Matthew Pollard on why introverts can sell. And in this episode, we discuss what an introvert is and what an introvert isn't. And I think the conversation will surprise you. Before we get started, though, I am so excited to tell you about my brand new book, Inked. It is flying off the shelves. It is a number one bestseller. People are buying it all over the world. The feedback is incredible. People love this book because... Inked is one book that will make you more money this year because it will help you stand toe-to-toe with savvy buyers who've been trained to outsmart you at the sales negotiating table, take control, and win. This book is about protecting your income, your commission check, and your profits. So go right now to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or wherever books are sold and pick up my brand new book, Inked. And now here's part three of my conversation with Matthew Pollard on why introverts can sell. I think it's very difficult for people to understand what an introvert is and people may not necessarily be introverts. And I, and I'm just going to guess at this. This is not my area of expertise. So I'm going to throw something out and you correct me if I'm wrong. So I think that there are different types of introverts. So you and I are introverts who love the stage. We, we love putting ourselves out there. You know, if someone criticizes us, we feel like you know, crawling up in the fetal position, you know, and and rocking for a little while. But we, but we're, but we like this. I, we like that process. Like you talk about blocking your time. Big thing for me is time block. I block my prospecting blocks. I can get more prospecting done in an hour than most people can. But I would do the same thing. I'd, I'll prospect, I'll do a prospecting block, and then I'll go read my favorite book. You know, so I've got this these set of rules that I live by. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but there are some introverts that sales probably wouldn't be the right thing for them. I mean, they they need to live in a dark room so much that there's just no way possible that they could make the leap into a world where you and I are able to manage our energy inside pretty large blocks of time and go out and meet people. There's probably people who just don't have that level of talent. And I'm, and I'm, I'm asking this question because I don't know, are there certain types of introverts and maybe in the process of answering that question, you can tell us what an introvert is. Yeah, absolutely. And, and to be honest with you, people have overcomplicated it a great deal. I mean, I think it's one of the things that's been studied more than anything else. And because of that, people have to have new research and therefore they overcomplicate it. And for the average novice that's looking at, like if you look at sales for the first time, there's lots of systems. If you've been doing it for a while, you see there's a lot of similarities to me the only definition of introvert is where you draw your energy from. That is it. Now, sure, depending on your level of sensitivity, you may need to you know, fill your cup up, if you like, a little bit more than some other introverts. However, all introverts, in my mind, require time by themselves to get energy. I think what happened is people have come up with these other terms called ambivert or learned extrovert. And the problem that I have with that is to me, an ambivert is someone like yourself in theory, because you, enjoy, you you actually have the ability to, to go out and do those things in those extroverted arenas. You could also say you're a learned extrovert for those reasons. In truth, being a learned extrovert has a negative connotation to me. 
because networking, sales, and speaking from stage are not extroverted arenas. It's just a misconception. And in fact, I mean, Ivan Meisner did an interesting study recently. A lot of the skill sets for networking are actually more net introvert techniques. We make deeper and, and more fulfilling relationships with people. So for me, if we work on the rule that it's where you draw your energy, in which case all of those skill sets are open to you, what that then means is that you're only a, a skills shortage or a system short of being amazing at each one of those. Now, a system plus practice equals perfection. And I can tell you, I still don't enjoy the 10 minutes before I get on stage. I love the fact that I can add so much value to people. And I love the fact that I did it once I'm off, right? I'm very happy to answer questions. I need my downtime as soon as I've answered those questions. And if you want me to speak later today, give me an hour and a half and I'll be back and ready to go. However, I know those rules and therefore it's fine. But for me, what I would suggest is everybody has got in their head, well, it's not naturally an introverted activity. Therefore, I'm either becoming more ambiverted or I'm, I'm now a learned extrovert. In truth, you're an introvert. And if you're trying to sell like an extrovert, you're being inauthentic to yourself. It's going to take more energy from you. And you're missing your God-given gifts to be exceptional by embracing a system that allows you to be phenomenal at what you do. So for me, I think everybody can succeed in sales if they know a system. Now, there are people that wouldn't want to be in sales. And that's really more to do with your goal setting activities. I mean, for me, there are two reasons why people would be in sales. One is that they want to be, they want to make phenomenal money or they like making lots and lots of connections and sales is great for that. Or the other is that they want to have a business that revolves around them, their family and their life, not the other way around. They don't want to be reliant on an employer and they want to be in their own small business. And there's nothing more courageous than a person, especially an introvert that's terrified to do that, but believes that that is their way to make a better life for them and their family. Those are the two people that are you know, two tend to be groups that end up being introverted people in sales. And for me, both groups can do it. But if their motivators are wrong, I mean, if you want to be a writer, gosh, be a writer. If you want to work for a company, you'll never have to sell. If you want to work for yourself, you'll absolutely have to sell. I mean, there was a, a client of mine, actually the guy that worked with my book a, a, a while later, but when he first came to me, he's like, Matt, people can't afford me. And I said, well, what do you mean they can't afford you? My favorite question to ask salespeople. When did you decide that? And he said, well, you know, email, I'd have email dialogue with people and then they'd ask me the question, which was always around price. And then he'd answer the price question and then they would just disappear. So he assumed that people couldn't afford him. I said, well, okay, let me ask you a question though. You're a writer. Yeah. What do you think your clients don't like doing? Well, probably writing. Okay. Why are you communicating in these ridiculously long emails? You're in sales because you want to have a business that revolves around you and your family. You want to earn great income. You need to get them on the phone. So for him, he put the price on his website to dissuade people that didn't have a budget for contacting him, which meant he had no inquiries. So he said, take the price off your website. When people respond, say only this, you know, Jeb, thank you so much for reaching out. I'm, I just checked out your website and I love the things you're doing. As a matter of fact, I just finished working with someone very similar to you and we had an amazing working relationship. But being a ghostwriter with an author is all about relationships. So I'd like to get on a phone call with you to make sure you and I are a fit and also understand exactly what you're looking for before I give you a fixed price. Below is a link to my scheduling app. I look forward to hearing from you soon. As soon as he did that, he made, phone, he made bookings with people and he closed his first sale. I mean, this is a guy that made $12,000 in two, sorry, $27,000 in 2013 
12,000 in October of 2014. Sure, nobody could afford him. 40,000 in two weeks later, 80,000 in six weeks, 120 by the end of the year, nearly 300,000 the following year. I mean, he made $250,000 last month. Now, here's the cool thing. He loves sales now. The difference is he was avoiding it before and whether it was on purpose or whether it wasn't, he thought he was selling through email. See, the key is the difference between sales success and sales failure can be one simple thing that you're not seeing. But if you're failing, it's less fun. And if you're doing it the way the extroverts do it, you're going to think that it's the last thing you want to do. The truth is, if your motivator is running your own successful business or making the money, because let's face it, salespeople can make phenomenal money. If that's your motivator, then absolutely you can do sales. And it doesn't matter what type of introvert you are, what level of sensitivity you are. It only matters that that is your mission. If that ignites the fire in your belly, then you're willing to do, for me, it was six works of weeks of hard work that led to me being amazing at it. And I absolutely love it now. Doesn't mean it doesn't deplete my energy, but I do enjoy myself. Well, you mentioned the, you know, the, the letter that he sent. So that's a, that is one of the tools that I use uh, as an introvert when I'm selling. So for me, it, I, the way I describe it is relax assertive confidence which as we think about introverts, isn't always what we have when we're dealing with other people. And I certainly don't have relaxed sort of confidence when I'm in social situations. I, people just can't believe this, but I'm really nervous Nelly. I'm terrible in social situations and I don't like being in the social, social situation, situations. I prefer to be by myself, but I'm in sales. I know exactly what to do. So I'm totally in control. And one of the things that I say is exactly what you said. I just say, look, I don't even know if we're a fit for each other. So I need to ask you a couple of questions so you can talk to me about what's important to you. And what I've found is that when people are talking and I'm listening, they will pay me to listen to them. So it makes my job a whole lot easier because then they tell me everything is important to them. I never go to lunch. I mean, in all of my sales career, I, I think I may have taken two lunches. I never played golf with people. I never took people to sporting events. I never did anything like that. And I was the number one salesperson in every company and every job that I ever had. I won every trophy. I set all the records, you know, in, in the, one of the companies I worked for, I still hold the records for the most sales. And I never did all the stuff that the extroverts were doing. The extroverts were at ball games. They were doing those things. But, but I do think that there are introverts that have a real problem with sales. And, and let me explain this particular introvert because I run into them all the time. They're introverts who are high on the empathy scale. So I'm low on the empathy scale. I'm, I'm a self-centered introvert. And what I mean by that is, is I'm, it's, I'm very comfortable being happy with me and, I, and, I've, and I've got the ego to go with it. Um, but at the same time, I'm willing to listen to people. I just have that, I'm, I'm much more outcome driven. That's why I don't go to lunch. Because I'm not going to be your friend unless you're paying me. If you're paying me, I'll go to lunch with you. But if you're not paying me, I'm not being your friend. And that's, I know that sounds harsh, but that is, that is the way that I look at the world. But I meet introverts, people who are naturally introverted. So they, they, they get their energy from themselves, but they're highly empathetic. And what I mean by that is, and my wife is one of these people. My wife is an introvert. This is how she describes her relationship with me. I've, I've married someone that I could spend my entire life with who doesn't talk to me. That's what she, that's, and, and she's, and that's what she wants. Like that's, that for her is a happy marriage because she's happy listening to an audio book, painting by herself, reading a book. And we are both people that we just 
get along. The reason that our marriage works so well, I travel all the time and I'm not there. I call, we talk on the phone, but I'm, you know, we're not like, I don't need her to give me energy. She doesn't need me to give her energy, but she is highly empathetic. And what I mean by this is that she could totally read people. I never bring anybody in the company unless she interviews them. She, she's a great listener. It, she used to be a, uh, um, a shrink and and she, she couldn't manage her energy in that moment. She got tired of it because people were just taking everything away from her. Mm-hmm. But she's not outcome driven. She's empathy driven. So she's relationship driven. Mm-hmm. And, and unlike me, who's I'm a totally outcome driven person, when she even thinks about asking for something, her anxiety amps up just like this. And, and those are the introverts that I, that I feel like have a very difficult time with with outbound selling. Mm-hmm. If you fit in that space, my recommendation is your skill set is account management. Your skill set is working with a book of accounts where you're managing those accounts using a system and you have conversations with them. Mostly they're talking and you're listening and they'll love you. And in my business, sure enough, my customers love my wife. They love her. They lots of times they don't know she's my wife and they they like call me like you got to Carrie is the greatest person in the world. She's amazing. And if you listen to her on the phone with a customer, she's incredible. But if I walk into her office and sometimes I do this just for fun, I'll go, all right, here's a list. You have 15 minutes, make 15 dials, set one appointment, go, you know, like she just says, pick a finger, you know? So she's, she's in like, that's terrorizing for her. So I think, especially when I'm working with people who are introverts and they're, and they come to me and say, I'm struggling with this. The question that I ask them is all about, how do people relate to them and what type of relationships do they have? Because they, they just don't have the ability to, to do what I call dual process, which is to be empathetic and to be outcome driven. So I'm outcome driven. I have to be intentional about empathy, which is what I do. I get all my energy together so that I can go in and really listen to people. Um, and, for, for them, they have to be, they have to be outcome intentional. So they have to be intentional about outcome and, and, and that becomes a problem. Now, let me throw, I'm going to throw this out to you. Okay. So you can, you can take what I just said and you can tell me if I'm wrong. Um, what I find is that, is that the higher we get on the complexity scale for deals. So we're working on accounts that, that natural empathy begins to really pay off. Whereas an outcome driven person, you know, if you're just transactional, boom, 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 you can go the next door, next door, next door, next door. That doesn't really work very well in a, in a, in a complex sale because empathy takes center stage. So naturally outcome driven people who are like me, who are, who are introverts, we have to learn how to be empathetic. We have to teach ourselves how to step into other people's shoes. We have to, we have to focus on trying to minimize our, compelling need to get as much out of the relationship as possible with the least amount of emotional investment. We'll call it energy investment. Whereas, whereas we have to start thinking about empathy. And, uh, and so what I find is that in, in the, the research backs me up on this, by the way, in sales jobs where it's a one, two, three call close, people who are high on the empathy scale really struggle. For sales that are long cycle, strategic, multiple stakeholders, and the system matters more than anything else, the system matters. People who are empathetic and they're introverts do very, very well in those situations. For one core reason, they can listen to people. 
And uh, so I'm, I'm interested in your take on that. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm always careful with research because research would say extroverts outsell introverts. But the second... Well, let me, let me, well, let me say that. What, what research says is that self-centered people are, will over time outsell people who are empathy driven. So when you add introvert, where you get your energy from to the empathy scale, which you can go, there's Stanford's got a great empathy. And that's the issue that you have. You have all these cross sections. So I would, I will tell you, I'm highly empathetic. That's, you know, and, and ego, I do have some ego, but I am highly empathetic. Now, because of that, now you and I have similar marriages, it seems, because my wife is very introverted too. And, you know, I've tried dating extroverted women. I go and speak and I do all these things. I come home, they want me to go and meet their friends. Wow, can't do it. So, you know, for me, we have very, very similar marriages. But what I will tell you is that for me, if you're highly empathetic, you have to really adhere to a system, right? That you have to have a series of rules and you have to have a system. So I'm empathetic with a series of rules and a system that I follow. So when I go into a sale, the first rule that I have is that I can close every deal on the day. Now, one of the things that's interesting is my book's been heavily picked up by the tech sector, the finance sector, because they're highly complex areas. And because of that, they want to follow a regimented process. Except, you know, I learned from selling telecommunications. If you had to go back, you weren't making enough money. And I used to work with other introverts that would treat sales like glass. So they'd go back to a meeting seven or eight times. And I'd be like, the decision maker doesn't want to sit there for seven meetings if they could do it in one. So one of the things that you can create is a rule system that superimposes your version of ego, which is I'm not going back. I can't go back. Bingo. So that's what I mean about being, you you have to be intentional about outcome. So so, it, you know, in our system, we call it micro commitments, right? So sales is asking for micro commitments and, you know, prospecting is asking for time. So time's pretty easy. Do you have time for me? No. Right. But micro commitments are different. So this is what I find for introverts who are highly empathetic is that they have deals that stall in the pipeline and they stall the pipeline because they don't have a rule that says I never leave a meeting without getting a next step. So if you're in, you know, if you're in telecom and you're closing on the, on, on, on one call, you know, for you, that was a very difficult thing for you to learn because you had to have a system that says, I'm going to close the deal. For me, it was really easy. Like I could do a one call close all day long because I'm not, I'm not here to be your friend. I just want, I just want you to buy from me. And, but I had to learn what you know, as I moved up the complexity scale, I've got to take time. I have to be patient. I have to make sure that I'm managing a system. Even my sales calls, the system, how I set the agenda, how you ask the first question, how I set up and pre-frame what I'm going to be asking for at the end and then asking for it at the end. I do all of those things in a, in a ser- series of steps to make sure that at the end that I've got a firm next step. So what I'm constantly doing is testing their engagement in the process. So with highly empathetic people, like you said, if they don't have a system that allows them to get to a point where they can ask for an outcome, they, they just go back and they go back and they go back and they go back and it drives their sales managers mental. So this is, this is interesting because what you just highlighted is everybody has downsides. Everyone has disadvantages. Everyone has advantages. So you're right. As an empathetic person myself, I can cold read someone. So when I'm having a conversation, they mention, they say two things that could potentially be unrelated and you may not see it coming, but I already know all their problems, all that I know them better than they know themselves. 
you'll yep. have to ask a couple of more questions. My barrier was I had to learn a system to close on the day. And if they didn't close on the day, I had a system and a process for getting them to book a follow-up call rather than me having to call it was in my calendar. For you, it became obvious that you'd close it on the day. And if you had to do that, your ego wouldn't let you not have a next step. So we all have advantages. We all have disadvantages. The key is that all of those groups of people, including extroverts, can all be phenomenal at sales. An extrovert will learn active listening. They'll learn not to be so much of a bulldog. An introvert, high empathy, will learn how to cold read, but the steps that they need to focus on are really about closing the deal on the day and having a regimented system for follow-up. Your focus is more about asking the great questions that you need to ask to be able to really get to where you want to go. I think the key here is that everybody can be amazing at sales as long as they realize there are skills gaps that they have and there's a system to overcompensate. The thing that, sorry, to compensate for that and excel in that. And I think the important thing that we need to clarify here though is that extroverts know they can sell. Your ego pushed you into a situation where you were like, yeah, I know it's hard for me. I know I'm introvert, but I'm going to do it anyway. For a person that is an introvert that is sitting there going, yeah, but it's different for me. You know, it's harder for me. It takes my energy. I'm highly empathetic. There's a problem. It's so important that they know that they can sell too. And it's not only that they can sell, that they can dominate. And I think the hurdle is somebody came up with this concept. You have to have the gift of gab to sell. And I think that there are people like you, like me, and you know, people like Zig Ziglar, if, if we all just get out and say, no, no, we're some of the best people in the world doing this stuff right now, and we're introverted. So change the excuse to, I either want to be in sales or I don't, or I either want to have a successful small business, or it's really not that important to me. That is the only difference to getting the outcome that you want. Thank you so much for joining me for part three of my conversation with Matthew Pollard on why introverts can sell. And I hope you'll come back for part four. If you want to learn more about introverts and selling, pick up a copy of Matthew's amazing book, The Introvert's Edge. And while you are picking up a copy of that book, go get my brand new book, Inked. It will help you take control, have more power, and stand toe-to-toe with buyers at the sales negotiation table and win. You can pick up both books at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or wherever books are sold.